Good afternoon, Lake Norman. Happy Tuesday afternoon. Happy Tuesday. Justin Dion here with your weekly dose of Know the Scene, our show where we focus on what's happening here in the scene in Lake Norman and the towns that make up our area. What are the cool things to do? What are you and your families doing? What are you uh, eating? What are you drinking? Where do you hang out? What's going on culturally in the scene? Uh, so excited to have you all listening today. Thank you for listening. By the way, if uh, if you're not listening on the radio, you can be watching on, uh, you can watch the show on Facebook or YouTube, and you can also be sure to subscribe to uh, whichever podcast app that you use. You can look up WSIC Know the Scene and subscribe to it, and then you will automatically get updates after every show is aired. So you can listen to it after the show. And what's even cool is if you're, you've just started listening, you can go back in time and listen to all the past episodes of the wonderful folks we've had the chance to speak to. So uh, so today, Tuesday, uh, December, December the 5th, December the 5th, uh, we are into, well, we're, we are deep into, it feels like, like we're just beginning December, but we're weeks into the holiday season already. Uh, some of you in past episodes heard me say back in November, you know, uh, by now, I'm just going to say it, your holiday decorating should be done. All right. It should be done. You have plenty of time. I mean, maybe you're one of the, you know, some, some people, like I said, they like November hits now and they decorate and look, if you do you, I'm not going to hate on, on whatever you, however you do it. I will say, you know, if, if it's December 5th, and you don't have the Christmas decorations up, like you, you haven't missed the boat, but it's getting close. So go, go, go get something up. If, if, if you, if you in fact do celebrate the holidays like that, whichever holiday it is, you celebrate during that time, this time go and go and, and celebrate and be merry. Um, we've got a lot of great stuff coming up for you, uh, just around the community, of course, but, uh, but at Kane Center for the Arts, uh, this weekend, we're not quite jumping into the holiday spirit at Kane Center for the Arts yet. Not yet, because this weekend on December 9th, we've got, uh, a yacht rock band called the Docksiders coming. Uh, they're going to be fantastic. If you're, if you haven't heard of yacht rock, it's, it's just a lot of fun. It's, it's the music from kind of like what I would, it's really kind of like eighties, like a lot of eighties, like Holland Oates style music. And, uh, and, and some of those folks that, that just, you know, the, the nice, I don't want to say soft rock, but it's, it's just that fun. It kind of is, it kind of is, but as you're going to know a lot of it, it's going to be a fun time. And then officially we'll kick in December 16th. Uh, Sons of Serendip are coming back. They're going to be doing their Christmas show. And then December 23rd, we have Mark O'Connor and his wife Maggie O'Connor doing an Appalachian Christmas as well. So great holiday shows uh, coming to Kane Center, including some great holiday events. We've got Christmas and Cornelius featuring the Lake Norman Orchestra uh, and many other options. So check out canearts.org where you can keep track of all the things that are going on and get your tickets. And I will tell you, that Mark O'Connor is already sold out and both the Docksiders and Sons of Serendip have not a lot of tickets left. So if you have not purchased your tickets, I would encourage you to do so. They make great holiday gifts and we even have gift cards that you can get as well. If you'd like to, to uh, give the gift of, of art to a loved one this season. Uh, well, today we have a great guest with us and a great show with us today. We are we are talking today with Micah Christian, who is the the voice, the voice of Sons of Serendip. Micah, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Justin. Thank you. Thank you so much for for being here today to, to speak with me and zooming in. Where are we zooming in from today? 
Um, so from my home in Los Angeles, California. Oh wow, coming to Cal. We haven't had a California a California Zoom yet. So, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, welcome. That's awesome. Yeah, we've had Nashville. We've had like Virginia. We haven't had we haven't had it all the way on the West Coast. So so that's awesome. Check it off the list, Bill. Check it off. <laughs> well, welcome. Well, welcome so much. Thank you for for zooming in with us uh, today and all the way from California. You guys are getting ramped up, huh? Yeah, we're getting ready for our, our tour that's coming up, and um, yeah, it, it's it's one of our our well, I'll say that that this show is is our favorite show to to perform just because of just how meaningful um this season is for us. Yeah. And, um, and so yeah, so we're we're getting ready to 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 um head out on the road in just a short time. That's exciting. Yeah, I was looking at your. You guys have well, actually. So, so sorry, everyone. So, heads up. This is this is pre-recorded, ruining that for everyone. Sorry, but but your your tour starts December second in Cary, North yes. Carolina, yep. and then you're head, heading to Nashville, Michigan, Minnesota, coming back to us, then to Butner, North Carolina, Boston, Massachusetts, and that's just through the end of December. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it's an exciting time. That's great. Well, and congrats to you guys for all of your, I mean, just all of your continued, continued, you know, meteoric rise. I mean, you guys are really killing it out there. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's it's a it's a process. It's it's been, you know, almost 10 years that we've been a group and yeah. you know, just been building it and building it and building it over time. And we're just grateful for the the momentum that we have right now. Yeah, and, and you know, and for those who are listening, if you didn't catch them, uh, Sons of Serendip were one of the first acts that played Kane Center when we opened in January. So, so here's the cool thing, Micah: Kane Center has not yet been open a full year, and Sons of Serendip will have played it twice. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. That's so awesome. Like. And you know, I mean, you guys made such a big impact, and um, and I and I'm I'm a big fan, by the way, of Mark, your agent. He's a great guy, and yeah. and he and I hit it off well. And so when I heard that there was a potential Christmas show, even I mean, I even heard possibility of it, I immediately emailed Mark. I was like, Mark, give me on list, man. Give me on the route <laughs> list for that. So we we added you. We add, so we added Sons of Serendip Christmas because originally when we booked our fall, you, you know, you guys didn't have any plans for it at least that we knew of. So right. once we heard of it, I was like, let me let me add that in. So we're really yeah. excited to, to have you guys back and obviously audiences are too. Um so so uh uh how do you guys how are you guys preparing is there a different prep that you do for this kind of show? So well, well leading up to it we we make sure that we rehearsed all the songs you know because we hadn't played them since the last time sure like you know uh, last holiday season and so yeah so we'll go over the songs we've re re recently released a new single um uh which is heart the herald the angels mm -hmm. sing yeah we're, we're creating the the arrangement for that for us to perform that live and um and so yeah it's just really just just brushing up on everything that that um that we do during the show and I start also writing down stories that I'm going to, you know, tell that, you know, can connect with the season. And um, and the goal, though, is just to, to create an experience for the audience to get into the holiday season in a meaningful way. Um, but, you know, also beautiful, but just in a really meaningful way. So I love yeah, that. Those are the things that we have in mind when we're building the, the show. Is this the and you've done this show? I mean, so this isn't the first time you've done Southern Saturday Christmas 
Christmas show? No. Um, how might it in the in the quick minute we have before the break? What like how how does it change from year to year? So there are some songs that we just will do every single Christmas show, just because it's, it's a standard. It's it you know um, these are the, the songs that the hol- that the um, the audience responds the most to, uh-huh. um, and some of those songs are like Oh Holy Night. Uh, the first Noel, yeah, classics, yeah. Christmas, yeah, these classics that we've rearranged and reimagined, and um, and so we'll we'll make sure that we have those songs in there, and then at the same time, uh, we try to pull out some songs here and there, and and incorporate some original material as well that we've written throughout the year. Awesome, and um, yeah, and then just some new stories as well. Awesome. All right, all right, we're coming. We're going to break. We'll be right back with more Micah Christian from the Sons of Serendip. Know the scene. All right, welcome back, everyone. Well back, welcome back to this week's episode of Know the Scene. Justin Dion, your host here, uh, having just just diving right in and having a great conversation with Micah Christian, who's uh, the vocalist for Sons of Serendip, uh, that's coming here to Kane Center for the Arts, doing their Christmas performance on December the sixteenth. Again, not many tickets left for that, so get those tickets. But uh, but Micah, let's let's jump right back in. Uh, I want to I want to take us back if we can. So, so first of all, you earlier, you said that you're, we're, you're talking to us from LA. So, yep. so what, again, what, why LA are you, is that, I mean, is that where you're from? What's your, what's your story on that? Yeah. So uh, my wife and I moved out here from Boston about a year and a half ago. That's a big change. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been a big change. Um, the best change I'd say would be the weather. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I was like, right. I, you you all can't see right now, but if you watch later on Facebook, like Micah's got kind of it's not like a real scarf, like for warmth right, right. per se, but it's like a fashion scarf. And I'm like, you know, are you overdressed right now for, right, for California? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been in like the 70s, and we're in you know like we're we're, we're getting into that 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 cold season in Boston. So. Is it weird for you to like you know have the, being from Boston and having this time of year and it not being cold? It is. It is. Yeah. Like when, um, but it, it's wonderful though. Like for example, my wife and I, uh, we had some friends come into town for Thanksgiving and, you know, Thanksgiving morning, normally in Boston, we'd be freezing. Right. Um, but we went for a walk, a little hike and, and it was like 70 degrees, which is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. So, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So what, what motivated the move all the way across the country? Um, I, so a lot of it had to do with, with opportunities in the arts and, um, my wife does voice acting as well as acting. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, we wanted opportunities in in that area, but then also just, um, even with Sons of Serendip, I've been thinking a lot about collaborations Mm -hmm. and, um, and so this is an an area where there are artists all over the place and we're looking for other ways to, connect with artists and collaborate um, as well as, yeah, just like get more of our, our music out there even into TV and films and, and film scoring. Oh, That's I can like, totally see you guys uh, doing that, man. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. So it's been a good move. We've connected with some wonderful people and um, yeah. And so we're just, just enjoying our time out here. I feel like a Sons of Serendip pentatonics collaboration. That would be great. Would be an amazing thing. It it would be we we would love that we, we know a couple of the guys from Pentatonix. Oh, that's so cool! 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're just great people. Um, yeah. Yeah, so th- that, that's something that, that one day could happen. We don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I, I got the, um, gosh, they had just, like right after they had, had um, won the show. The sing off. Um, yep. They they came to Charlotte and actually played neighborhood theater, which is like, a, it's like a six hundred to seven hundred like standing room type venue, right? On their first tour that they did, and wow. I got to see them, and that's like I I can't I don't know if I'll ever go see them in a big place just because I got to see them in like this tiny place, yeah, you know, yeah. which is such a cool experience considering like you know they play I mean, now when they play they're playing like you know the arenas Stadium. and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Stadiums, right? <laughs> Um, but they were so nice after and like people went out to the bus that were willing to go to the bus and like they shook the hands and said hi. It was really cool. So, well, that's awesome. So, so, okay. So take me best here from Boston then. So, yep. I mean, born and raised there, like spent your whole life up until now there type thing. Yeah. So born and raised in the Boston area, um, went to school just outside of Boston for undergrad and then in Boston for grad school. And my wife and I ended up living in Boston for, you know, many years. Um, I have spent some time outside of, of the state, like lived in Latin America for a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, I saw that. Well, yeah. And, and so, that, was that mission work? Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was a part of there were a couple of, of different different opportunities that I had to volunteer with uh, through a Catholic, couple of Catholic organizations. Uh, one was in Honduras and the other was in um, Peru. Ah. And both of those experiences were life changing for me. So, so, so take, so, I mean, have you always been, I mean, have you been a musician since, you know, since, since you were little, like, how did you, how did you get in, get into the music thing? I started off on the drums okay. uh, when I was like two, I was like two or three and I was super passionate about the drums at first. And then, um, and then got into piano at about eight years old, and then started singing at uh, twelve while I was in middle school. Wow! And I didn't see a future in music for me outside of like, in terms of singing. I thought that you know one day I could go into like film scoring, or there there were some other things that I was interested in. But um, it was in college that I started entertaining the idea of uh, doing more singing as just like, in general, like in general, yeah, yeah as a side but, gig or something. Yeah, exactly. Like you, did, yeah. like you weren't thinking of it like as like this could be the real thing, but you were like, oh yeah, maybe I could do this on the side type thing. Yeah, exactly. And um, and I wasn't, I I didn't really want music to be the thing because I thought that I would lose, um, or it would lose kind of uh some meaning for me in some way if it's like, too much like work. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep, that's exactly Afraid it. Afraid of losing that, losing that magic because it becomes too much like work. Exactly, yeah. Um, but it wasn't until, it was like seven years after I graduated undergrad that I had the realization that I needed to do more music and actually pursue it. And the year after that um, was when AGT happened and our lives, my life and, you know, the group's life, lives completely changed. Yeah. I want to, all right. I want to, I want to hold on full sense of serendip and aging tea until our next segment. Cause I know that's just, I'm, we're going to really dig into that, but yeah. tell me more about, you know, so, so, cause when I'm looking at, you know, as, as I, as I was reading your bio and stuff, I mean, you, you, you did some acapella, some acapella stuff yep. during the summers with their, was that, was that a college group? Yeah. So, so that was, so it was during college I had an opportunity to audition for a group called Hyannis Sound, which is a 10-guy acapella group that's 
dedicated to Cape Cod during the summers and they do 90 to 100 performances each summer. Wow. So I auditioned my freshman year, got in and did that, you know, after every summer or during every summer um, all the way through college. And it was an incredible life-changing experience. I bet. Where I learned a ton from yeah. the guys I was in the group with, um, but also had a chance to sing. Yeah. And, sing a lot <laughs> yeah well so. like you know like that's the thing like acapella like because that that tells me a lot right there to how you because then you know as i've looked at your you know looked at your story and and everything we'll talk more about the sons again next next thing but you know it's i i keep kind of going like where did he come from i mean yeah i mean like you know mike is super talented you guys do this amazing arranging your voice is beautiful and i'm like mm -hmm. but but you know but it's like it doesn't it, it it's non-traditional it seems like how you got there compared to people who are like well i went to undergrad for voice and then right. i went to you know and i went to x conservatory and studied voice and this and this so it's like i think that's a cool approach and story because it sounds like maybe you really really cut your teeth and and sharpened up your your craft doing this acapella stuff yes that's exactly what happened um during those those summers i mean we were rehearsing six to eight hours a day for Ooh. the first two weeks and then it was just nonstop performances. And so, um, yeah, we, we talked a lot about, you know, vocal care, but then yep. also like it, it was, it was like, it was like a training ground for me Yeah. where, um, I, sometimes I would look, listen to the recordings that I did during my freshman year, you know, that, that summer. And then I listened to what my voice sounded like at the end of my time in Hyannis right. Sound, there was a huge difference. Yeah. Um, and, and I felt a lot more confident and more under control, you know, of my voice um, by the time I left that group. And yeah, and they're just great guys too that I still stay in touch with and some of them become like best friends. That's so, awesome. Did yeah. you did you all do your own arranging or did you have like a professor or, or you know, someone from the school who helped you with that or? Yeah, we did our, our own arranging for the most part. We oh, had that's a, great. Yeah, um, we had a couple of um, of arrangements that came from alumni or from other folks uh, that um, we knew that we were connected with. But I'd say like 95% of the arrangements we actually created ourselves. Man, that's that's a good, I mean, that's, so not only were you, you know, you're, you're learning, you're training your voice, you know, you're learning about, like you said, like vocal care, vocal rest, importance, all that and everything. And, you know, and then, but then, and how to, you know, one of the things I, when I was younger, I was a performer and I sang one of my first summers uh, from undergrad, I did an, an acapella group as part of like my side gigs at this summer stock theater that I worked at. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But one of the, and we were only like a quartet, but, but one of the cool things I learned from that is this skill to listen yes right like to listen yes. am i too loud am i right. blending correctly am i you know what i mean and that and yeah. that connection when there's no instruments there especially i mean you all are breathing at the same time you yeah. are i mean right like you are clicking so like like you said i mean four summers of that and with a group that large and i just can't i imagine you like learned a lot and then to get through a range as well yeah, so I didn't do the arranging, but but, but um, watching how they do it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes, I did. I did, and and some of the guys that that came out of that group too ended up going on to do some really cool things in acapella. Um, like my roommate um, during one of the, the summers was Ed Boyer, who um, is now the the um, 
the like one of the arrangers for the sing-off but then also oh that's cool he's done a lot of amazing things like he does some mixing for um pentatonics and some just really he's won some grammys like he's, wow he's done a lot. that's so cool yeah so it's like these guys those are the types of guys that i was surrounded by that i just learned so much from that's amazing that's amazing so 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 then so then you end up um i know we got a, we got oh okay well we're gonna need to hold that thought and go to break uh but we will come right back and after the break i'd like to chat with you about kind of how you got from um doing the summers to then continuing along and then let's get to how sense of serendip came along awesome. how did that even get so we'll be right back guys after the break more with micah from sons of serendip Welcome back, everyone, to Know the Scene on this December 5th. Talking today with Micah Christian from Sons of Serendip, which is performing at Kane Center for the Arts on December the 16th. Get those tickets, guys. KaneArts.org. Uh, when we last left off, right before the break, was talking with Micah about his his experience of getting into music, uh, kind of in a non well, I mean, a traditional but non-traditional way, um, right? So, Micah, I guess you had to... to Back up real quick before we move. Back up before we move forward. Uh, so what 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 was it that led you to even wanting to do that acapella group? So when I was in undergrad, I was a part of another acapella group at Stonehill College where I went to school, and um, I had heard about Hyena Sound uh, during because like Hyena Sound, they were they were bringing in people from all over the country oh wow yeah and so so is it audition yeah you have to audition for it oh yep yeah so um so when i heard about the auditions and and i had already heard about them growing up in massachusetts you know you, you hear about like especially from folks who go out to cape cod like sure. they're sharing about you know different um you know experiences and and highness town will always come up and um, and so I'd heard about them. I didn't really know much of what I was getting myself into, um, but I just auditioned kind of on a whim, just like, oh, this would be cool just to be able to, to sing and like see. Yeah, just, right. just yeah. see how summers go. And um, and then I auditioned and then got in and I was like, oh, shoot, this is really interesting. And I told my parents because they didn't know I auditioned for an acapella group. Yeah. To, you know, to, to spend the whole summer on Cape Cod. And um, and then when I got in, I told them about it and they're like, wait, so you're going to go out to Cape Cod and live for there for the whole summer and you'll get paid for, for singing? And I was like, yeah. They're like, that sounds amazing. Right? See, folks? <laughs> see? All right, folks that are listening. See? It's a thing. You can do yeah, it. You can do right. it. Your kids can do it. Um, now, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to, like you said, you have to audition and I'm sure you, yep. I mean, you didn't just one day decide to just sing acapella. Like, I'm sure you, you know, you grew up and did some singing as well, but, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, and I think that it was through just joining different singing opportunities that just helped me to, to fall in love with singing more and more. Yeah. And so any opportunity that I could find to just sing, I, I was taking advantage of as, as much as I could uh, when I was an undergrad. 
Um, but still, it was one of those things that I didn't want to be the thing. I, I just wanted it to be a part of my life. And right. Um, but you kept yeah. it exercised, right? Like yeah. I, I sometimes when I, um, you know, people can forget that, you know, the vocal cords are a muscle just like any other muscle in your body. Right. And if you right. don't use it, right, it, it gets out of shape. Yep. And like, you know, keeping that tool right in working condition, just like you were saying, it didn't have to always be, you know, you got to use it. You got to sing, you got to be out there. You got to, you know, be keeping it up to shape and working it out for lack of a better phrase. Right. Exactly. And, and taking care of it. Right. Like right. If people that go to the gym, they talk about rest days, right? Well, voices have to have rest days too. Right. right. All that, all that kind of, that kind of same thoughts apply um, to take care of it. So what, so then how do you get, so, so you're, so you're doing this summer, um, summer acapella while you're still in undergrad, how do you, but, but then you end up going to Boston university and doing a master's in divinity. Yep. Right. And are you still singing? You're at this point, you're still kind of singing on the side, doing things. Yeah, a little bit. So like I, um, so I would, so there, there was a, a little bit of a gap between, or this thing was two years between undergrad and going to grad school mm -hmm. where I went to Honduras for that year and then came back, worked as a paraprofessional, um, in a special needs classroom and a, and as a substitute teacher as well. And, um, and at a boys and girls club too. Oh, wow. So music wasn't it like singing wasn't a thing outside of Sundays, I would sing at church. Mm -hmm. And, and that continued through, um, my master's of divinity program. And where I, I was singing in church, I was part of the, the seminary singers, uh, at Boston university. Um, and yeah, like, so I, I was singing in, in those ways, a lot of group singing mm -hmm. and I would, it still wasn't something that I ever thought I was really going to pursue. Um, yeah. So it was kind of like, oh, I, I think I'm just singing for fun and, and, and as a way of building community and, you know, for um, worship services. OK. But, um, but yeah, but it wasn't something that I thought. Until one day. Yeah. <laughs> Until one day. Yeah. How so. So then. So, you know, so if you're you what, what tell, tell us the story. Take us there. How do you how do you get from, you know, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, you know, casually singing because you love to. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's a piece of who you are and that's important to, right. Like, I mean, America's got talent to, you know, doing a whole Christmas tour and, and more. Right. I mean, how, how, how does that go from, Oh, sing is just something I like to do to now it's like the thing you do. Yeah. So I, after I graduated from Boston university, I wasn't really sure the direction of my life my wife was in the same position. And so we were looking for other opportunities or ways to, um, to, to explore our vocation, like yeah. where we felt called, yeah. you know, our vocation a little bit more. So we got connected to an organization called the Notre Dame Mission Volunteers. And we ended up going out to Peru to live out there in a village in Northern Peru. Um, and we thought that it would be a way of, of, you know, serving, but also at the same time reflecting on the direction of our lives. While we were out there, we, <laughs> like the first six months were a real struggle for us. Mm. And, um, but it was a lot, still like a moment where we had 
time to do some more soul searching. Mm -hmm. And, um, but still like we, we, we didn't know if we wanted to even con like continue and finish off that year commitment. So about six months in, we decided, or we were on the, the fence about if we we're going to leave or stay because we we're just having a, just a really tough time. And we met with the head sister because um, it was a Catholic organization mm -hmm. we were working for. And the head sister um, sat down with us and we were, you know, talking to her about if we were going to stay or leave. We hadn't really connected with her much at all for the first six months. And, um, and so there was a moment where I just asked her and I was like, you know, is our work of any value to you? You don't tell us that we're doing a good job. You don't give us any feedback at all. You know, like, what are we doing here? And um, and she said something to me that at first made me angry, but then I realized later on that it was something that I needed to hear. And what she said was, Micah, you need to stop waiting for me or anyone else to pat you on the back and tell you that your work is of value and tell you that you're doing a good job. She's like, you need to look within yourself, find value in your own work and just do it. Mm. Just do it. And so... Yeah, as I you know mentioned, like it it made me angry at first. At first, so, but then yeah, but then when I re reflected on it, it was actually something that I really need to hear. And I I realized that, you know, music was kind of on the at that point on the margins of my life, and um and it wasn't like a central part of my life, like something that I was pursuing. And I think and what I reflected on was that it was one of those things that I was looking for validation for others to tell me that this is worth pursuing. Ah, the work was of value. Um, and, and instead I just started looking within and, and saying, and like, and finding value in the only, the, the, my own gift right. that I've been given and just saying, you know what, this is something that I actually love to do, but, um, but I, I've been spending a lot of time comparing myself to other people and, and, you know, like, yeah, just, yeah, allowing that inner critic to sure to, yeah like to, self yeah self-doubt like bad self-talk yeah the usual yeah that's yeah that's that's totally totally understandable yeah so so then i i just made the decision i'm like you know what i'm gonna bring music to be a more central part of my life that's awesome i'm going to do it not for fame or for ambition but for love because it's something that i absolutely love to do and there are going to be people that don't like it, and that's okay. There are going to be others that resonate with it, and then there are going to be others somewhere that might need it. And so um, I think, you know, with any gifts that, that we have, it's just important to just share what, we, what we've been given, because there might be somebody out there that needs it, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And um, and so then I called Cordero, who's the pianist in, in the group, and I told him who is from Charlotte, by the way. From Charlotte, yep. From yeah. Charlotte. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah. And um, and I told him, I was like, when I get back, I would love to pursue music with you. And he was at the time was practicing law and he was miserable. Right? That's what sorry, <laughs> that's another one of the things. Like, so stunts of serendip, yeah. like I'm like, you know, when you when you read it, it's like you guys were like came together from like non even though you were all very talented thank you and like trained and a lot of them too right a lot of you have been have been trained and what it is that you do but like lawyers and you know mission work and then you're like no music yeah i love it but i love it it's great yeah yeah and so when i got back um he was he was actually living with Kendall and Mace and they were all roommates, but they hadn't worked together in that way before. 
um, like collectively. And, um, and then I heard about the America's Got Talent auditions and I, I had reached out to the guys and I was like, hey, do you guys want to audition and just have fun and just see what happens? And everybody was like, yeah, sure. And that's when everything- And that's how it happened. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, yeah. and that's how it happened. So hang on, I want to recoup before the break. So, yep. so you're on, you're on mission. You get inspired by by something that a, a sister says to you, yeah. Um, that kind of upsets you, but then like lights something in you. You call your buddy back in Boston. You're like, let's get together and play. And then you grab his roommates as well, and the four of you say, you know what? Let's audition for America's Got Talent. Yes. Summary. That was summary. Yeah. All was right. Summary. Yeah. So let's 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 put a pin in that. We're gonna go to break. And when we come back, we're gonna have a final conversation with Micah and find out what happens next in the story. Know the scene. Come right back. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back from the break. Justin Dion here with Know the Scene. Having a great afternoon conversation with Micah Christian. Uh, vocalist from Sons of Serendip, who again is coming December 16th. Get those tickets, canearts.org. Micah, we are having a great conversation right before the break. We had just gotten up to you and your friends got together to do an audition for America's Got Talent. Okay, I got to ask a couple questions before we like jump into everything. Like, had you all, I mean, how how much had you performed together before you decided to audition? None. <laughs> so I, I had worked with Cordero um, before, and uh, he and I had a very similar music, have, have very similar musical sensibilities. And um, at that time, we had tried to, to create some stuff um, together, but it wasn't, nothing was serious right. up until um, the audition. And that was actually our first performance publicly. Wow, and, wait, your first public performance was like for the AGT folk? Yes. Who were the judges that year? Remind me. It was uh, Heidi Klum, Howard Stern, Howie Mandel, and Mel B. Wow. So first hope performance, and you're in front of those guys, those yes. folks. Yeah. And and I think there were like 6,000 people in the audience. So they, well. they pushed you straight to the live show? No, it was it was at Madison Square Garden for the uh, th that's where the auditions were happening. What? Okay, so, wait, wait, wait. At yeah. and at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I all right. Like, I know you've performed up <laughs> your first performance as a band. As, I don't want to say band, but group, right? Is at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah. in front of sixty thousand people, and but like the judges of like Heidi Klum, Howard Stern, like, like what, what? How are you? How are you feeling in that moment? Yeah. <laughs> I, so yeah, it, it was one of those moments where. Well, okay, so we we had been in touch with them before that audition because you had to submit something. I'm sure, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we submitted a, it was like three songs that we sent in on a video, and they called us back three weeks later and asked us if we wanted to audition, and we were like, yeah, absolutely. So then then, then the process began. It, it wasn't like, right, yeah. uh, oh yeah, all right, so here's the date, 
you're good to go. Right. It was like, all right, now can you do this song? Can you do this song? Here's a list of songs that, that we want you to try Oh, out. they suggested some... Interesting. Absolutely, did yeah. you get to do your own arrangements of them, though? Yeah, yeah, we did our own arrangements. Oh, great. Yeah, and, and they wanted to hear... They were throwing song after song um, to us just to see what we would do with it. Interesting. And then we got to... Um, somewhere only we know, and that was the one. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were actually doing this while having day jobs. So there were times where we were meeting at like 10, 1030 at night and arranging until like two in the morning. Wow. Singing song after song to the producers at AGT. Wow. Yeah. And then when we finally landed on, on somewhere only we know, we had played it so much that by the time we got to that stage, we we're like, all right, let's just do what we've been, you know, practicing. And we didn't know how each, you know, member was going to respond to an audience of that size. Right. But um, one of the beautiful things was that right when we got onto the stage and we rolled out the the harp, especially, the audience started cheering. Yeah, because like, yeah, right. like that's a harp. <laughs> right, yeah. And um, and we sat down, you know, next to our instruments and... um. And it seemed, yeah, it seemed to, to be one of those those situations where people were like, oh, what is about to happen? And even for us, we're like, all right, what's about to happen? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's just like you said, you're having this shared in that moment. You're sharing this experience with, you know, the 60,000 of your friends and neighbors right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't 60,000. It was, it was actually, I think, like 6,000. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said yeah, 60. Yeah. I'm sorry. Six, okay, much different. Sorry, my yeah. fault. <laughs> Broadcast error. 6,000. That's still a lot. I believe that the, it was thousands. I know that. That's still a lot. Thousands. Yeah. That's still a lot of people. Yeah. Wow. And then they go crazy. And yeah, got a, a beautiful response from them. Yeah. And, um, and I think after that, because the, there's still a, a time where you don't really know if you got through or not, even though the judges said yes, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that that you're still going to be a part of the show. Interesting. Um, so because there are a lot of people that the judges say yes to that actually don't continue on. Oh, um, yeah. And so we we were just waiting to hear back. Like, did we like are we officially through? And when we found that out, then um yeah, like, and then we found out our air date as well, like, of when the the, sh the episode that we were on would air. Uh -huh. um, that's when we started to hear from folks and to see, like, oh, wait, there's actually potential here, you know, something that that um, could go long term if if we wanted it to. But we just took every every day, day by day, and and every moment we tried to be present and and. Um, just live into that moment uh, and just rehearse our our, our tails off. Like yeah. we a lot during that that season. Hey, and, well, good uh, thing you had done had all that experience doing all that acapella work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You were used to you were used to the having to hit it over and over and over and over and over again. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So so and remind me what what this was what year? This was 2014. All right. So wow. So yeah, coming up on your 10 year yeah. anniversary of of AGT and being a band. Yeah. Um, so, so like, so, so 10 year, a 10 year journey from that. And then you become AGT all-stars. Yeah. They, they brought us back for the, uh, well, so they brought us back a couple of times. One was for 
the the Christmas extravaganza that they had uh-huh. back in 2016, and then they brought us back again for the America's Got Talent, the champions. The champions, sorry, that's right, yeah. the champions. Yeah, and, and that that was an honor because that was um, 50 acts from all the Got Talents all over the world globally. Oh wow! And, and they they pulled 50 acts together to compete against one another, and so even just getting that invitation was yeah. a huge blessing for us and. And yeah, and then they have and to have the opportunity to come back after, you know, a good number of years of experience, it was a different mindset that we went back into it with because, you know, our first performance was on that stage. Right. Yeah. And then to come back after, you know, touring and, well, and, and growth and right growth, and development yeah. yourselves as a as a as a team. Exactly. And, yeah. and everything there. Like it's like you kind of get their show where you've come from, you know? Right. Yep. That's amazing. So, so from then, you know, to now, what is that journey? I mean, I know it's 10 years, so sorry, we're going to have to squeeze 10 years into, you know, quick time. What is that? Like, what, give me some highlights and, 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 and points along that journey, because I'm sure it's not just, I mean, I think everyone probably assumes that, you know, Hey, what they did great in America's Got Talent and they get signed to a record, man. And then they're off and, and done. They're made, made done. Right. Right. But it's not that easy. Right. Like, what has that journey been like in the 10 years since then? Because I guess, can I also ask a question that at at that point you all decide, all right, I think we want to do this thing. Yeah. So when we got to the end of the the show, we uh, so like we ended up placing fourth that season. And then after that, we we met together at their house and we talked about, are we going to actually do this? Like we have an opportunity to to do this full time uh, to pursue this. You know, and then the it, sister shows up in your like in your air thought bubble behind right, where right. having this conversation. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, and yeah. And so we made the decision. All right. We're going to do this. And at first, you know, because it's one thing to, to perform in what is almost like the Super Bowl. Right. right? Um, and but it's a whole nother thing to stay in the league. Right. And, and so we had to to develop a, a different mindset, even just like developing a show, yeah, like a concert for an audience that you know, like they're expecting, in, you know, an hour right. to two hours of right. music. And um, and so that's something that I had to learn a lot of, like during that season, is just like how do I MC a concert, yeah, you know, as the 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 lead vocalist of the group. And at first I had a ton of anxiety. Like I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and, um, and, but we just kept, we kept plugging away. We kept getting bookings and, 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 um, and we kept building the show. And that's awesome. Um, and then over the years, like, you know, like my, my confidence has grown. Our confidence as a group has grown a yeah. lot and we, we feel, and I think a lot of that has to do with the support that we've re- received from people mm-hmm. um, where it's, like it's not just it's not just about a performance, but it's about connection with with human beings. Yeah. And the responses that we've received have been really heartfelt and and human. And I think that that's helped a lot with helping us to feel like the work that we're doing is meaningful. It's not just a, about entertainment, but it's about yeah, making that connection and building those relationships and helping people to, you know, have a moment to reflect on their own lives too through the music and the storytelling and um and having a moment to to laugh and yeah. as well as, you know, like to to um feel some of the other emotions that that um 
had come out during during a, a concert that you know folks may maybe find meaningful. I love that, and that's and that's the truth, man. Your shows, your performances really are like you you guys. And again, nothing against us if this is what some acts do. You know, you guys don't just get up, start the show, you know, end the show, wave, thanks, good night. You really do, like you said, take people through a journey. You do a wonderful job of emceeing and telling stories. We, in, in the short, short time that we have left, we've got like 45 seconds left. Um, Christmas show, you're going to tell us some stories as well, you said? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It'll be a, a mixture of songs that people have heard, you know, and, and, and love, like the, the normal traditional holiday songs but done in a way that we hope that folks feel like they're hearing them again for the first time i love it um, and also you know some meaningful stories and and fun stories from the holidays uh as well as just connecting with the audience in some other ways as well too. it's gonna be so good well thank you micah so much for your time today all the way from california zooming in um you guys make sure to get those tickets if we have any left for sons of serendip coming december 16th for their special christmas performance this is justin dion thank you guys so much for listening know the scene we'll see you next week